Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our Season 2 sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot. This meeting is being recorded. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. Uh, some notable 25s. Uh, last time we recorded, I think we interrupted each other 25 times. Um, my children uh, have drawn 25, 2 and a 10 penalties. Only 2 to 5 of them were actually called. Um, and, um, there have been at least 25 goals, uh, that the ref has not noticed that have gone in that my kids have shot over the course of their 18, uh, seasons to combine, uh, uh, any other 25s guys? Well, I would say that this, by the way, this isn't a 25, but I did. Can you please follow my lead once? This is, by the way, Raleigh, this is the, this is my pass off to Lance. (laughs) Hey Lance, I'd like to talk about dancing. Well, you know, Randall, I don't want to talk about dancing, but you know, I'm what the hell? Because I got more important news than that. Of course. Well, of I, course. I well before you go, then at least let me chip in that um, uh, my son got uh, a two and a ten, which is two and two fives. That's excellent for two games in a, in a row uh, a couple oh. years ago. Well, that's 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 something uh, that uh, I mean that's the mold. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a lot of fun. Okay. To watch. Now, okay, Lance, how about this then? How about like to 35 the topic? years ago? 35 years ago, I was 25. <laughs> oh, very, Does very that nice. count? Very nice, my friend. Very yes, nice. Absolutely. Uh, we are all in separate locations, undisclosed uh, to the hockey world, partially because uh, um, there is a open COVID ke- test in my household. Usually, Lance and I are staring at each other over a warm mug of coffee. And talking to Raleigh uh, this week, though, uh, I've got a little critter downstairs. We just don't know. Going to have to wait and see. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, well, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you then. Well, and you know, uh, this will go into my topic. You know, it's about uh, playoffs. He may miss the playoffs this weekend. They're all going oh, to Michigan no. to play. the. Yeah, if he, if he comes back, we had a PCR test tonight or today, and uh, it should be back tomorrow. So I'll let you know whether uh, whether we are headed to AAA playoffs or whether we are headed to the bunker where we will uh, all, you know, sit and hope that we can make it out alive. Hunker down. Uh, hunker down. Hunker down, my friends. Um, I, I did want to, to say before we started the podcast, uh, we are, uh, this week, we had the most listens uh, of any week on the podcast except for one, which means I entreat the readers or the listeners to go out there and find eight friends. We are now at 285 listens. Uh, our biggest week was 293. Uh, if you can uh, find eight friends, log on by midnight tonight and see if we can get uh, us over the 293. Now, I realize this will not be published until next Monday, in which case none of this matters, but pretend like it is and it does and get eight people and we'll see if we can actually get our largest week ever. Uh, but uh, uh, if, uh, the first uh, season, we were averaging around uh, 150 plays a, a week. Uh, this uh, season, we're averaging now 
uh, up in the 200s, uh, you know, I, I'm, I feel pretty good about ourselves. That's uh, that's what we call real strong growth uh, for uh, a very, very small podcast. You just rained on my parade, Randy, because that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. When you interrupted me, diverted me back to the number 25, I was going to say this was the second best week. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, well, you can <laughs> I'm just wondering. 25 new members. Yeah. I'm just wondering what we did wrong because remember um that was that was well this is if i'm right this is the episode where the prior episode we were debating whether or not we had killed the podcast well and and then the next episode we were uh, on total autopilot is what i was the jersey episode (laughs) (laughs) i was like we're on total autopilot we just let uh, ralston talk about ankle bend for like five minutes there's no way anybody's gonna check into this at this point is there is it really but yeah, well, Lorenz up in, in Switzerland, he keeps us honest. Uh, I guess we try to do our best for you guys each and every day, just uh, because uh, we know that uh, we've got a, a couple people out there listening and uh, and giving us uh, good feedback. So uh, very enjoyable. And uh, it's interesting that we, that, that like I said, we, we are having our biggest week ever. Uh, that does not mean uh, it's a Joe Rogan week, but it does mean uh, we are uh, reaching out a little bit. Yeah, I mean... Yes. I'll take a portion of the Joe Rogan Spotify money. I mean, he's got himself in trouble. I, I can I can promise we will not run afoul of any kind of uh, COVID uh, anti-COVID conspiracy on this podcast uh, or anything like that. Uh, though I did cure COVID by cutting my toenails once. I I just wanted to get that out there. Well, it gets into the toenails. I mean, you got yeah, to have the body if somehow. You, but if you cut off the toenails, people, it, all the COVID goes away. It just drains right out of your uh, out of your out of your toes and feet. Um, you know, I, I don't need the whole, what did he, a hundred million? No. Just, I don't know. Let's say 25, 25. Raleigh, you're making We're a in. good offer there for Joe Rogan. Anyone that knows Joe, uh, I would put them in touch with, uh, coach Ralston immediately. He's, he's going to save his career. And I think that's really kind of you to look out for other people, uh, coach. Uh, and I think that's why people, uh, you know, just find themselves drawn to you. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Um, uh, do you mind if we start? Uh, well, actually, let me ask, where do you want to start? I want to talk about uh, uh, playoff hockey. Uh, uh, Lance, what was it that you wanted to talk about this week? Uh, well, we may talk about it on the next episode, but I have two topics I wanted to talk about. And topic one is um, the might and squirt superstars of yesteryear and, and how they, the parents used to look down their nose at all us commoners who couldn't keep up with their kids. Where are their kids today? I wanted to uh, let's go there. That. Let's that's a juicy Ooh. one. Let's start out with yours and, uh, and build, uh, uh, build outward. Uh, so what does he want to say, my friend? Well, I mean, I, you know, it's really just a message to parents that, that don't get so, hung up on where your kids are. I mean, I remember those first couple of years, uh, my kids were, were bringing up the rear of the depth charts and, and sometimes there would be a snooty parent or two whose kids were all world and the superstars of the team and the league. And, and I was, and what prompted it is I was just sitting in my couch reminiscing and I started thinking to myself, I don't think I can name one of the superstars that we started out with that plays hockey today. 
So I was going to throw it out to you guys. Think back, Randy. Think back, Dave, to the to the early days and the kids that stood out. Um, well, I remember the Mayans. The Mayans were at the Bears, and uh, they uh, I don't think they play hockey anymore. Uh, they were very uh, highly regarded. <laughs> the Mayans? Okay. The Mayans, that, all right. Is that no, the code you, name? It, it rhymes with Mayans. It's oh, yes, exactly. I know yeah. exactly who Randy's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they continued. Uh, I remember also, what was it? There were some uh, Armenian families there that uh, that uh, threatened to stuff me in a trunk once. Um, and uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, they did. They're they, not there anymore. They're not playing anymore. Uh, they're 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 uh, they were going to be. And I remember the talk. They were like, and and the and when he gets in the NHL, he's going to do all this for us. And then like two years later, they, he wasn't even playing. Well, do you yeah. remember Randy? Not to be bitter, Dave. Uh, because far be it from Lance, because he takes the high road. He would never be bitter. But do you remember, Randy, the comment they made to to my to my family and two other families who the kids were, I guess, bringing up the rear, and we didn't realize it. Do you remember the comment? No. Okay, I'll remind Randy. Randy will remember the comment because imagine, Dave, we we you know we we played on this team the entire year. I had two boys. There were five boys on the team, on the 20-man roster, who were kind of like, I don't want to call them the odd men out, but they were definitely the played very sparingly guys. Um, and two of those five kids, including one of my boys, didn't even get a second of, of ice. They never touched the ice in the championship game. So we were obviously pretty angry about it, especially when you consider they were six years old at the time. And it was might be. Yeah, but they were six-year-old losers, Lance. Six-year-old losers. <laughs> exactly. You didn't know so that? Was, so, I, so, so the two of us, the two families complained that that's just not right. That, you know, that, that, that especially in a B league and it's might and six-year-olds, that's not right to treat the kids that, that way. And uh, the response I got from the team was one particular family whose kid, again, was all world. Uh, who quit hockey about five or six years after that and doesn't even play anymore. But at the time, he had written basically and said, hey, we had to put up with your crappy kid all year long. You can't give us one moment to enjoy our championship. You remember that? You don't remember me telling you that, huh, Randy? Who was this? You got to give me like a, a name and a family. And, a, and an address, you know, just just for the just for the internet crowd. This, but funny enough, Miley Cyrus would be very close to who they were. You may not know them. I'm. I don't think I do. Yeah, I I I, I really don't. Uh, you know, you stumped you've stumped the host. Um, but I will off air. Uh, I will get to know who it was that uh, was so mean to you, but so far back in 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 like when they were six years old. That that's a that's a uh, that's a real that's a that's a real honey of a person right there. That's a that's a that's a. By the way, though, hockey does make people uh, sometimes into truly uh, uh, outrageous and and terrible folks. Um, uh, we've seen it. Evil. If you are in Evil. the sport, you know it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Is there anyone you played with, uh, Coach Ralston, who um, uh, who was just amazing? Oh yeah, it doesn't have to be. By the way, uh, we can talk about it with you know like oh he was amazing and now he's out. 
Or we yeah. can just talk about it as he was amazing. And, you know, now he's just a regular hockey player. You know, nothing I, wrong with I always that like to uh, tell the story um, of uh, my younger brother, who was a couple years younger than me. And um, back in the in those days, in the grizzled old days of, of early hockey, but uh, when this was pre VCR days, people, I'll, t- I'll tell you how how pre it was. It was when the uh, the prevailing hockey body was called a house. Amateur Hockey Association of the U.S., which is which uh, eventually, many years later, changed its name and is now U.S. U.S. Uh, hockey. Does that have to do with the uh, with the, uh, the with the film Animal House that they were worried that they would get uh, uh, you know associated with uh, um, I don't know Belushi or something? I, like d- that? I don't know why they changed the name. I just know they changed it, and um, you know, all I thought I have, was Animal House. I have so my a old house? A yeah. House, uh, you know. Uh, little um, logo thing that I got as a kid, but at any rate, so my younger brother played for a team called the Philadelphia little flyers. And um, he, uh, he was a goalie. And back in those days that this is one of many things they've done away with. They used to have um, um, squirt national championships. Uh, You probably noticed they don't do that anymore. They don't have uh, national championships below the age of, bantam now um but they used to have ashtrays on the uh on the benches as well didn't they coach well um no i can't say that there was smoking but uh i mean it was you know if you if you were a coach and you wanted to smoke that was fine Ah. but um you know a little secondhand smoke uh puts a little hair on your chest there you go um but uh but you know there was uh rumors that uh, some alcohol maybe uh you know you if a kid took a particularly hard hit you might give him a shot on Ah. you know so the, a lot of the coaches had like a, uh, a bottle of bourbon that they shot for a whiskey. Shot. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, have something there in case you need to revitalize a kid. So anyway, uh, <laughs> there was a kid uh, and um, I want to use a good pseudonym here. Um, let's just say uh, Fred Red. Um, now I, I'm just going to say uh, this, this is a, a great kid, like an amazing kid. Like at, at, at 10 years old, he was just, a, he seemed like a 30 year old and he was, it, w- it was just acknowledged. Not only was this kid, the best 10 year old player in Pennsylvania, he was the test, the best 10 year old player in the whole East coast and probably the entire country. And he single-handedly carried uh, my brother's team to, to the national championship. And they, and they, they didn't win, but uh, I think they won one game there. But they were competitive, and this kid scored probably like 70, 80% of all the goals the team scored by himself. Now, also, it's scored hockey, and he used to just, you know, lug the puck end-to-end over repeatedly. But just a phenomenal player, and the, and the kid was known throughout the state. And I remember seeing him play, even though I was a couple years older, uh, many times. And just everyone looked, you know, marveled at how good this kid was. Um, so years later... Um, I ended up playing against him in high school. And at that point in time, and again, he's two years younger than me, so I don't want to, you know, be too judgmental, but he was just an average high school player. And I don't think he even played um, really travel hockey at that point. Um, So I've always used that as an example that, you know, a kid, maybe literally the best player in the entire country at 10, but it doesn't mean that they're going to continue on that trajectory and I think the other thing that happens is a lot of things that made him so good at 10 
are things that most kids do when they when they're bantams and and midgets and stuff. Uh, I mean, a big part of it is vision and and uh, not looking at the puck and stuff like that. And he he picked that stuff up very quickly and early on. And he was, you know, he had great hands and and saw the ice very well. And, um, you know, but but those things don't differentiate you, you you know, when you're a Bantam and a a midget. Um, Most players, I mean, there's lots of players at that point that have have got those same sort of uh, capabilities. And, um, you know, it's just, that's, that's just the reality. Uh, now I could, I could also say there's cases where, you know, there was a kid, uh, here in California who was known as the best player. Is he, is he the best player? I don't know, but he just, you know, the, the kids at, at this age, um, you know, now a 16 year old, I guess is still a phenomenal player. A lot of people would argue, you know, the best player in California and he's been the best player, you know, since he was a kid. And uh, already has a, a D1 commit, uh, you know, a, a commitment as a 16-year-old. So um, I, it's I don't think it's necessarily a given that kids will not continue, but you definitely don't want to assume because a kid's really good in one year that they're going to you know continue to just be better than everybody else because you see a lot of kids come back to the pack at a certain point or other kids, uh, you know, blossom and and become uh, good players. And, uh, and then, you know, it, I don't know why certain people feel that they have to have that kind of attitude that, you know, those people use with you, but uh, it does seem like a, you know, be careful, be careful what you wish for type of thing. Um, right. You know, where, or, or, or maybe that's not, you know, maybe the, the better thing is just, you know, the people that you, that you, that you, you crap on, on the way up, um, you know, you may, you may have to deal with them again on the way down. And, uh, and you, you could end up being, you know, that, I've seen it many a time where, you know, two kids, uh, one kid wasn't seen to be as good. And a couple of years later, they're playing on the same team and then they're playing on the same line, you know? So uh, yeah, just uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a great thing to assume that, you know, because a kid's a quick study that, that they're going to always, you know, just continue on that path to be better, you know, and, and advance and event, you know? So you're kind of right. saying that the urinal sometimes flows directly into the drinking fountain. <laughs> i don't know where well, you came well, up Wendy, with that <laughs> i have uh, i don't know i'm just thinking that, you know you you start pissing on somebody else's shit and then all of a sudden you're, I, I see what you're, you're, you're back in you I, I mean i don't know it's not a perfect connection raleigh don't worry <laughs> it's not tape to tape <clears throat> well i was just gonna say for all the 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 parents with young kids out there i got the i got the secret to being a dominating my player you know it doesn't it doesn't take much because when we went through the process, and I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but when we went through the process, the dominant kid in might hockey, you know, was a, was a reasonably good skater, but he could lift the puck. And we were using blue pucks back then. And, and I just remember, cause I used to get on my kids and I'm like, come on, you guys got to like 90% of the kids couldn't lift the puck. They'd come down the ice and they'd shoot it along the ice. But that one kid, who knew how to lift it and get it higher up. And he was scoring goals every time down because all the goalies would just lay down and try to block it. And he was shooting it over them. Yeah. Well, this is the scary thing too, is that, I mean, uh, (laughs) now you should see some of these little kids. I mean, I've seen some kids at six and seven that are already dangling people and can reliably roof the puck. 
And uh, you're absolutely right. I remember talking to my son and I was basically saying, hey, you know, at this point, you've got to figure out how you can lift the puck up because many times, you know, you've, and he, uh, I remember when he, he finally like roofed a, pu a puck for a goal, he came over to me. He's like, there, you saw it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, a good challenge for a good kid. I don't know. I was just about to like do a web search on the best player on my son's first team uh, just to check it out. Uh, but, you know, I, I figured that also might be, you know, like might bring us down. So uh, but I remember this kid named uh, Charlie. And I think I can say it because uh, Charlie was on uh, uh, was was a, a very, very good player, uh, defensive man. Uh, and the entire team, you know, uh, leaned on him uh, very often. I have no idea where he is now, uh, but uh, but he was the uh, was kind of the phenomenon uh, of some sort uh, when when we were playing uh, in our in our first you know couple of years. But he was he was amazing, uh, just a, an amazing. Uh, uh, he just he, he he could he watched the he had great instincts. Uh, that's that's all I can remember. He just said for for being a kid, he just looked like a shark. He he had great instincts out there. Right. And guys, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm curious where he's at now, because there was also a second kid who, uh, when we did our tour of duty with the Bears, there was one kid, older kid, who was just absolutely a phenom. And I'm going to check uh, in a minute here what happened to him, but, but he had gone off to uh, bigger and better things in the last, I had heard that his two or three years at the higher level, at the high school level, uh, he was struggling, which shocked me that, that a person could be that dominating here and be struggling out there. But I wanted to give you really quick, uh, Randy may or may not remember who this kid was, but, but Dave, there was, when we were in Peewee's, there was an older boy in Peewee. And again, it goes back to that, that attitude too, that, you, you know, I just think you got to have a positive attitude. You got to treat people right. Because you never know, like Randy's analogy there, when it's going to come back to you. Um, but this Peewee kid, if Randy remembers, I mean, this I, guy I do. Was beyond, I know exactly who you're talking about. The kid was beyond fast. <laughs> Isn't wasn't that he, great? Randy? It's like that silent language. He's like a Peewee kid. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, this kid, Dave, was, I've never seen a guy so dominating from a, from a skating standpoint. And his whole game, was skating. And I'll tell you, the kid must have had 10 or 15 breakaways a game because nobody could keep up with him. And it wasn't even close. I would imagine if you if you did a race with him and every other guy in, in the peewee league up and back, most people would probably be just reaching the up when he completed the up and back. I mean, that's how dominating he was. But and, and then the attitude side of it is I, I, I'll never forget. I bumped into his dad and I wasn't a big fan of his dad. We were close friends, but I always tried to be cordial to everyone. And they were doing this event for uh, a lower le lower level junior program. I, I think it was the NAHL or, or, or one of these leagues. Anyway, I bumped into dad and just made small talk. And I said, hey, is, is your boy going to be there this weekend? I heard, you know, most of the SoCal is going to be at this event. And I never forget. He was like, Lance, <laughs> Please, my son there, he's not going to waste his time on that. Um, and then fast forward, what, two and a half, three years later, his kid was completely out of hockey. And what happened to him was, which I think is a, is a similar story, 
is like you said, when you're the first, you know, when you're the first to grow chin hair and you're the first to go through puberty and everything else, you have advantages other kids don't. Well, when he, when he got to high school age, all of a sudden he realized, you know what? Everyone's fast, not just me. And he can no longer just pick up the puck and skate the length of the ice by everybody and score because now all of a sudden everyone was keeping up with him. Well, it also goes back to your point. Like if, uh, if the father was not, you know, well, um, I mean, wasn't, wasn't trying to make friends on the way up. uh, You can imagine not many people were trying to help him and that kid out uh, is what I'm guessing. I I don't know that to be true uh, for sure. But uh, you know, if, if you are, on your way up with your kid and your kid is doing well, maybe n- not telling everyone around you that, you know, you know, you, you won't, you know, that you're not going to certainly not going to go to that stupid combo. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why would I go to that combine where your kid's going? I mean, right. yeah, it's a little pride and prejudice. There. It's a little Jane Austen, you know, it's like, Oh, you think very highly of yourself, don't you? And um, that, that can be, you know, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not, by the way, this particular dad, I don't know really some, but I do know uh, what you're talking about. The dad that's like, uh, you know, we're not really, I would never play with that kid. You know, like my kid's never playing with your kid. And you're like, oh, really? Okay. And then two years later, you're like, yeah, you're right. Uh, my kid's not going to be playing with yours because yours is a little bit lower than mine now. And so let's, let's rehab that conversation, shall we? Now, you know, by the way, Randy, I did find out about your buddy. Oh yeah. So I give you some info. So so some info. Charlie. Yeah. Um, he played uh, when he moved on. He played for uh, uh, a well-known program. The program that uh, Raleigh's boys playing for, right? What program is Raleigh? I don't know. What program Raleigh's boys playing for? No, I don't think that's that's the same program, is it? I think it is. Does it start with an E? <laughs> let's let's have a fight with limited information, shall we? <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. Is it in Connecticut? Okay. They, he probably did, but you know, anyway, the, the bottom line was he was very successful. He looks like he was very successful there. He was a defenseman. Last year, he played in the NCDC, and this I wonder if he's injured, because this year he's only played three games there. Oh. And uh, so I wonder, there might be an injury there. because You guys haven't, like, uh, haven't uh, played each other, obviously. So. That's what I was going to say. I can't believe that my son didn't cross paths with him. They he's played them. You got to tell me who it is afterwards because uh, that, that he, he's only played. His name's Charlie. Games. If you know Charlie, he was uh, on our team. You know, it's, the name really is Charlie. I'm, okay. I, I, you know, I'll give you the last name, but yeah, it's it's uh, he's and I only feel like saying his name because everything has been roundly positive. The family's great. The kid was amazing. Um, uh, only good things. Um, okay. Sounds yeah. Good. Yeah. So, uh, that I'm not, uh, uh, like I said, I, well, it's I, interesting. I, I, I mean, you're bringing up the, you know, you're, you're, you're basically, it, it's funny because you've got two different sort of two different stories here. One is a kid where, you know, the kid, the kid's good, the family's good and you guys are pulling for them. The other yeah. is a, is a family that maybe was, uh, you know, holding their nose and I'm, we're better than everybody on the way, you know, through the hockey career. And now nobody's going to pull for them. And yeah, uh, that's exactly right. I, I mean, I think why that's do you want to be in that? Yeah. Situation where people, uh, you know, don't, don't like you because you had an uh, attitude, it, it, you know, and, and it's a very, exactly. un, it's a very unteam like 
you know, unteam friendly attitude to have, um, you know, and, and I, I've come across some people like that. Uh, I I'd say not, not a lot, but um, you know, oh, Dave, all triple a is mercenary as hell. <laughs> Nobody cares about anybody others. You know, that team, no, I'm most just saying triple a players do not give a shit about the, how well the team does. I'm saying, and I'm, I'm not saying being... the values of, of uh, the values of teamwork. It, it's not, yeah. you know, completely blatant, like, you know, where for most people that, you know, I, even the, the people that are, that their kids are, um, already, let's just say that, you know, the, the select few that are really the, you know, the named entities of any particular team in in the triple a world of the really top teams, those people, um, you know, I, I've met a few and most of them are real, real nice. So I, I, you know, I think they're really nice, but I do think they're playing for the name on the back of the Jersey instead of the name on the front of the Jersey. It, it really, cause everyone's trying to scoot up to the next level. And this is not a bad thing. I'm not even being mean to these folks, by the way, this is not me uh, trying to say, Oh, people are mean. Yes, you're right. These are really good, nice people. But if you want to get into whether or not they're really team players, um, it, it, you might have a different experience than Ivan. That's fine. Uh, I, I see a lot of people jockeying to get to the next level, regardless of what the, you know, like, do they, do they really want to see the snow bears win a championship or do they really want to see their kid showcased in a way that will get them from the snow bears to the snow ox from you know next year well i get you i mean that, yeah. that's a that's a fair question of yeah. um you know how people are constantly kind of uh trying to figure out what they're going to do year to year with their kids right um because because it is you know it is a process for the kid as well and you want to see them continue to um, expand their roles and you know go and advance and I think the difference is that you're not looking down on the kids you're playing with. You're just trying to highlight the strengths of your, you know, uh, there are some people that I, I see that are, you know, like that put up Instagram photos of their own kid, you know, doing things and stuff like that. And they have, you know, uh, uh, social media that's uh, up about their kid. And I'm not saying that their kid does not deserve accolades. They do. And they're good people. But, uh, you know, it does seem like, you know, it, there's a difference between the person that like flat out tells you, God, I don't I, I don't even want you on 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 the team with me because your kid is not at the same level and the kind of subtle, uh, you know, yeah, this is a great team. I really love this team. Uh, and then, you know, what they really want is is more to push their kid beyond the team. Uh, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone wants their kid to go further in hockey uh, that, you know, but you can be pleasant about it, or you can be, you know, a, a bit of a, a bit of a jerk. You well, know, it's funny, Randy. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Um, well, go, no, you go ahead. Cause I, I I'm going to say something totally different. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Randy touched on something that maybe it's not for this show, but, uh, and that's the social media element. And because, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. Um, we keep a pretty low profile, I, I just think for my, that, that's been my decision that, you know, I don't sit there and, and, and uh, blast out every time one of my kids does something. I kind of feel like, you know, if they've done something that deserves attention, the attention will come. 
rather than me get out there. Because like you said, and, and I don't know how I feel sometimes, but there are people in the circle, uh, Randy knows, and I'm sure Dave, you're, you're part of it, that they, they tweet out every little thing, you know? It's like, hey, Johnny was named player, practice player of the day, hey. Facebook Johnny post, was, uh, Johnny yeah. got the hard hat from this weekend's something or another. Yeah, yeah, I know just, what you're talking about. It's a constant bombardment. And I'm like, you know, if, if that's what if that's what you need for your ego or for your self-esteem or your kid's self-esteem, you know, God bless you, do it. I, I just always felt that when I did it, and I'm not judging anyone else, I just always felt that whenever I would do something like that, I just felt kind of like I'm bragging and I just don't want to be that person. I think there are stages though. I think when you're really excited at the beginning, you want to tell people uh, all the cool things that your kid does. And then you kind of settle in. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think like if you're like six years in or eight years in and you're still posting every goal, that might be a little bit much. But I I think at the very beginning, I don't know if you guys had this, that rush that everyone's so excited. My kid scored and, you know, did something great. I, I, I think at the beginning, it's natural. I think it's not unseemly later, but it's a little bit repetitive. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we know your kid is fantastic. I, right. I, I get it. I get it. But I do want, before Dave changes the topic, I did want to just kind of give my, my express my opinion to the parents out there that the lesson that I think I've learned and I'd like to impart on them is the fact that like you had said, I just feel it's the best practice to be good to the people going up uh, because you you never know when you're going to need them. You know, I've always tried to be good to everybody, even if I'm not particularly a fan of yours, and and treat everybody with respect and and dignity. Uh, and and again, how does that how is that an advantage to me? It's an advantage to me because like like we've talked about in the past, when I'm making decisions, I I, I reach out to people that I've made relationships with that I've had contact with. And they're always happy to give me their their two cents and and their experiences because of the way you know they know the type of person I am. You know, there's other people out there like you said, Randy, that kind of poop all over people and are better than, or or they rub people the wrong way because they feel like they're always trying to promote their kid and not only promote them but promote them at the expense of your kid. Well, when they need information and help, people aren't as willing to open up to them because there's that bad taste in your mouth. So I just think it's a great policy if you can learn something from the podcast is, you know, be good to people, treat them well. You never know when you're going to need some help along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they're Nazis. We've said the same thing about, uh, about, you know, even people that you compete against. And and that's, that's another thing where there's just too much, uh, with some people that there's, there's no acknowledgement that, you know, this was drummed into me early on, you know, if, if for you to have a game, you got to have another team that you're playing against. Otherwise there's no game. And if you're much better than that other team, at least have the respect for them that they came out and gave you a game. Like you need, you need competitors to play against. And uh, I think a lot of parents don't seem to understand this very simple lesson. Uh, uh, especially in California, there's uh, especially uh, especially north of Valencia and south of Vesalia. Uh, I, I mean, there's uh, <laughs> there's 
You know, we, we all, Gee, we all know. Referring to. I'm, I'm calling out the Baco high school program. My God, the Baco dads get mad. The high school kids, oh my God, they were so mad. Not like number one Baco dad. Number one Baco dad knows who he is. Uh, but man, the high school dads were so pissed off. They were like, they were like friggin' steamed even before the game even started. They're like pacing up. Anyway, yeah, it's that, that's rough up there to go to play high school hockey in the against Bakersfield for sure. But, but a perfect but, example, but, but I don't want to just call Dave. them out. Oh, I would, uh, yeah. you know, if, if at all possible, uh, Raleigh, you need to start getting a little bit more vindictive. I don't know if you haven't noticed this, but the podcast numbers are going crazy. Like when you were like trashing high school hockey. Uh, that that episode went crazy. The minute I say Raleigh uh, takes a flamethrower to blank, people all want to hear it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, what I was uh, going to say, too, to your point, Dave, is that, uh, you know, I'm surprised because, as we've talked about in the past also, is that, you know, the style of play my kids play, you would think that they're not going to have, uh, you know, make too many friends along the, the war path as they go along because they're pretty, they're pretty mean and they're pretty tough, but I'll tell you, it, it always surprises me every day, you know, even just the last games they played that the game ends. So it's, it's a physical game. It's a spirited game and the game ends. And I see my kids out there hugging guys, patting them on the back and they just seem to know everybody. And there's a lot of mutual respect out there. You know, sometimes I worry game's going to end, and there's going to be a fight in the in the handshake line, but never, you know, all these kids, uh, you know, they give themselves, they give each other taps on the chin and there's just a lot of respect. And I think it just goes to, you know, what, however you approach the game on the ice doesn't mean you have to be like that off the ice. Well, also, yeah. also hockey is a, as a kind of fraternity for the boys and a sorority, I guess, for the girls in that, um, you know, I've always said this to a lot of people that um, never never played hockey themselves, but have kids that they're, you know, providing this this amazing experience of the sport for, which is that um, this is a thing where like there's something unique about hockey in that it's such a complicated mechanical sport, and there's just nothing quite like it. Uh, there's so many different skills that you can master within the sport of hockey, and I think that, uh, you know, the, in general, a lot of the kids get to a point where they, they kind of recognize this, that, you know, I've got more in common with anybody else that I play games for, or, you know, with or against than I have with a lot of the rest of the people in the world. Cause we all do this sport that most people never get a chance to do. And if they, and you know, if you don't, and, and you're, you're an adult and you go out and try, I mean, there's nothing more difficult than seeing people that try and take up hockey, uh, as adults. And uh, I, I've known a, quite a few and they, they have my, my respect because man, it is, it is tough. It is tough to try and pick up how to, how to just even survive out on the ice. If you didn't play the game from, you know, when you were a little kid, like, like most all of our kids have. So uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just, it's, it's a great sport. And uh, I think in general, and also the funny thing, you know, that you, you can be mortal enemies with a kid this year and then you put you guys on the same team next year and your best friends. It happens all the time. You know, those, those couple of kids end up like just finding out that, that they really like each other. So. Yeah. Those are the good stories. I gotta tell you, uh, I like the camaraderie. I like the brotherhood. It's a great way to end this podcast. If you guys mind, if I do uh, one of my characters before we go. 
No, sure. oh, boy, it's been far be too exciting. long since we've had a character. Well, okay, because we haven't prepared this, folks. So I, I'm going to see if I can do this on the fly. Uh, anytime you guys think you know who this is, please, uh, please uh, uh, um, uh, just chime in. Oh, God. Oh, man. If only the defense has got to learn to step up and block those shots. They, they didn't block the shot. They, if, you, if you don't block the shots, the shots are going in. Is that the dad that the forwards are always the best? No, no, keep going. I'm going to keep going. And what was with the power play? How is it that other teams have a power play that scores? And we don't, I mean, what the, there's a power play. We were sitting there. We, we, we would act. I was once half the time. I wondered if we were on the power play when we were on the power play. And then when we found out we were on the power play, I wondered why they didn't know where the net was and they couldn't shoot it at the net in a way that, yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it. How about losing teams, Dad? <laughs> oh, you're very close. Uh, let's see, Raleigh. Do you have a? Do you have another guess? Um, every time you do one of these, I'm I'm going. Is this the one where he's talking about me? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, I got one more. I mean, the first game. What the hell? Did 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 they tell them to be slow, or or was that the the command for the second game? They finally woke up in the third game, but it's too late by the third game. The third game you don't need because the first and the second you're already in the hole. You've lost all your, you know, you're demoralized. You whatever the my god. And I've got I've got a guess. Is Go this? Is this? If we're not winners, we're losers, mom. Um, this is a parent of anyone who just watched their kids lose three games in a row and get uh, drummed out of, of playoffs. That is <laughs> parents of a kid who lost three in a row and got drummed out of playoffs. All right. So, so uh, don't ask me now, how I know that I one. understand. <laughs> don't ask me how I know that one. I've ne- I, this has never happened to me. This has never happened to a team. My kid has been on. They're always on successful teams that win everything. However, I was just trying to get across to you. Uh, if, I was on a team that had lost three in a row and got drummed out of playoffs. That might be how most of the parents uh, uh, would, would respond to that. Not all, by the way, some parents are very, very dignified. They just walk out like, Oh, well, Johnny, I'll get him next year. So <laughs> it anyway. sounds like it hit close to home. No, no, no. That is not even close to close to home. Lance, not even close, not, not even in no way. In the same autobiographical in no, any way, not at all. Biographical autobiographical, none of that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. And thank you to all of the people who've listened to this week, episode 25 of Youth Hockey Podcast. Remember, you can always send us an email at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. That's youthhockeypodcast, spelled with a Y, at gmail.com, spelled with a dot com. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And like I said, grab your friends. We just need eight more. Eight more, guys. Thank you so much. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.